back for episode two. This is the Bennett Brothers podcast for the Marvel TV series Moon Knight, episode two, The Monster in the Mirror. And I'm Jerry Bennett. And I'm Joel Bennett. Thank you for joining us as we dive into this episode again. Sorry for the little bit of delay on this one. Uh, life comes at you fast sometimes, and when you're adopting a baby, sometimes they just tell you, hey, there's a baby ready for you. So. I've been a little uh, yep, preoccupied. I, I adopted a baby. Yeah, I've I've been a little preoccupied with the new uh, with a newborn. So it's been a little harder for us to get this podcast out, but we're gonna try our best to stay on t- uh, schedule. For, you know, stay if, on target. If cancer can't stop me from stay doing this podcast, target. can a new newborn baby stop me from doing this podcast? Yeah, probably actually. But no, <laughs> we're gonna do our best to uh, talk about this because we know you guys out there enjoy this. And if you want to join the conversation, go to facebook.com slash Bennett Brothers Podcast. Hit us up on Twitter at Bennett Brothers Pod or send us an email, Bennett Brothers Podcast at gmail.com. Also, go to patreon.com slash Bennett Brothers Podcast to help us donate there. You get some mini casts, some exclusive mini casts that are only there for patron members. And to do that, you just need to donate a dollar, two, hundred, whatever you whatever you feel is necessary. And we really appreciate that because it helps us out on our end. So that's enough shilling on my part for that. We're going to go right into the episode here. Episode number two, Summon the Suit. And uh, we're going to talk about it, spoil it. So if you haven't seen it yet and you don't want to be spoiled, don't listen to this. Go someplace else. Watch it. Come back. Then listen to this. Or listen to it while you're watching it. Ooh. No one's ever done that before. Maybe they have. Or maybe they listen to Tim Curtis' podcast and they do that because that's exactly what his podcast was designed to do. (laughs) You're welcome, Tim. All right. Uh, you've, You've heard it all. You've heard the reasons why. Ours is not to do but die as we dive into this episode. Joel, what did you think of episode two, Summon the Suit? Yeah, it was awesome. This show is this show is uh, really, really well done, really exciting. I look forward to it every week. This is Marvel hitting it out of the park again, hitting it clear out of the park again. There's a lot going on. I love the storyline. It hasn't inter- interacted with the Marvel Universe as a whole yet, but it's going to eventually, I'm sure, so... This is really exciting stuff, and I'm excited to talk about it. What about you? What did you think? Fantastic. Introduced so many new elements. We get a little farther into this. Kind of killed the idea that I had about them telling episode one from the other perspective. The show's not to do that, and that's fine. It was just a guess. This had all of the markings of continually growing this universe. We have seen episode three. We're going to not talk about episode three. Hopefully, it won't influence what we're talking about here. And uh, when I heard, you know, summon the suit, I don't know about you, but I was always picturing, you know, Tony and Steve put on the suit, put on the suit. I was like, that reminded me of that the oh, Marvel connection. Nice. Put on the suit. But this was a great episode. We also saw the introduction of kind of another character in the comic book universe, but used for different effects. We're talking about Mr. Knight, which we can talk about in a little bit. That character who is from the comic books, and we see him in this, but portrayed a little bit differently, which Marvel uh, MCU has been pretty good about adapting and making it work in the storyline. Mm-hmm. So this was good. As we go now, this is normally the time where Joel will now go point by point from the entire episode. Take <laughs> well, it away, Joel. Say, yeah, we're not doing that, unfortunately, not this episode. But I do want to mention this episode is directed by uh, Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead. So they uh, uh, they have two directors for this episode because I was a little confused last episode. Like, who's directing what here? So there is a main director. His name is uh, Moheb Diab. Some would Diab. call that the showrunner if this was well, any he, other. No, no, hold on. He's, he's, the, he's the head director. Uh, he's actually Egyptian, which I thought was really Who's the showrunner? The showrunner. This show is written by Jeremy Slater. 
Who's the show? He's the writer. He's, he's the head writer. The, the, he is the one, the showrunner of the show, if oh, you want to call it. Okay. Yes. Uh, he, you might know him from his uh, screenplay, uh, Fantastic Four Stick. Fan Four Stick. Here's, and, it's, uh, so, so interesting because the director is the one who's getting all of the publicity. Marvel is, is, is spending the money putting out the fact that we have an Egyptian director. We're going to push that out there. We're pushing out Marvel through Disney is saying, let's spend money. Uh, and showing uh, diversity, but in reality, and that's great. That's great, but it does. That's what made me believe that. Oh, isn't he the showrunner? But you're saying no. It's this no. other guy who's the showrunner. He's the head, they call him the head director. And uh, so, that's that really is a term I've never heard. I've never before, heard that before. That really feels like that's a way of them cashing in a little bit on something, uh, which again is fine, but it doesn't you know feel what? genuine. It but feels it, like it's I, a little bit it of could a cheat. Be. You you could be right, but the head showrunner. Uh, you know, Jeremy Slater could be working with Mohab Diab. Like they could be working in concert together and talking about all these things. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I, I can take a look at the producers. By the way, Jeremy Slater, he's also the creator of Umbra- Umbrella Academy, the TV show. So he is, you know, he's he did that. So but you didn't tell us and, what and his. Uh, you didn't tell us his ethnic background. If you could tell us, about uh, that too. I don't have it. You know, no. that's shocking. No, no, he's shocking. A, he's an American screenwriter. Ah, uh, well, no, okay. Yeah. So again, I just it's interesting how it's like you know either either do it one way or or don't do it at all. And so, I, you, I I'm fine with it. It doesn't it doesn't bother me anyways. I'm taking a look at producers right now. See if they're both listed as producers because that is also important. Mohab Diab is an executive producer. That doesn't mean anything. Also, Oscar Isaac, he's an executive producer. I'm sure there is. Stan Lee was executive producer. He wasn't making any decision choices I'm sure, on any of this. I'm sure there's a group of them that get together for this show. I I, I wouldn't. I doubt feel it like for Hollywood is going. Listen, we need the bucks. Let's promote however we want to promote. Yeah, well, that's fine. That's fine. I, I don't mean, know they, why you brought it up, but okay. But because because well, <laughs> this kidding, episode this episode had uh, two directors, so I thought that was fun. Because I get, I brought it up because last podcast. I was like, there's three directors on this show? I don't understand what's going on here. So, Talk about the last show we did, Hawkeye. They had two directors, uh, the team, the Benny and Bernie or whatever they were called. That's two directors right mm-hmm. there. And that would well, no. I'm, that's, not, <laughs> that's not what I said at all. Get out of here. Get out of I'm here. I'm having more fun in this than I thought I would. This is great. All right. So in this episode, we are finally given a little bit more of who is the other side here, which is Mark Spector. And obviously, we spend time seeing the character of Moon Knight in action Did that live up to. Uh, now, having said that, we watched you know commercials going into this. And so we've seen some of the fight sequences, even briefly in the commercials. But were you still like, oh, this is this is the stuff, this suit, everything. About yeah. This is working. Yeah. No, it looks great. It looks great. Um, I I think the fight choreography is good. You know, it's not it's not great. It's not Captain America Winter Soldier great fight choreography, but it's still pretty good. It's still pretty good. I I'm very entertained by uh, the action in this show. I'm entertained by all of it. The look, the acting, the character work, the the humor, the it, the villain, the storyline. It's all very fascinating to me. So we start out best all of a sudden. Steven's back in bed. That's where we're at. And he's got to figure out, was that a dream? Was that not? He jumps up. He pulls his leg out from the bed, which is the scene we saw on the trailer from the very beginning. Yeah, he rips it out. No. <laughs> and he heads to the museum, looking at the footage uh, on this most incredible monitor I've seen since the dark monitor night. Monitor setup? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe museums, like big museums, have monitor setups like that because they have so many... Um, 
you know, exhibits to watch over. Like maybe they have to have these things all set up to record and watch this stuff. What was interesting about the footage is we see none of yeah. the hound that's chasing him, which makes our initial th- thoughts. Wait a minute. How much is this in his head? Is that, does that mean we have an unreliable narrator at the very beginning of that episode where the door was banging in and how much of it's real? Luckily they do answer that not long after this sequence. But so we see there's no footage. He obviously, Steven sees Mark look up at the camera at the end and realizing, oh, that's well, not I also, me. I also like that we didn't see, because they did this in the bathroom. So there's no cameras in the bathroom. Yes. It's clever. Clever, right? Now, if you remember from the last episode, that bathroom is not just a couple of broken mirrors. It's destroyed, sinks smashed and everything. But in a weird part of the logic of the show, the, the museum goes, eh, we're just going to fire you. No big deal. And I'm like... That doorway is smashed in. Those mirrors, the sinks, it's not broken glass. This is massive, massive damage. So I found that a little bit uh, unbelievable that they would just not be like, they're just sw- they do make a line. swept under the rug. And he walks out and he goes, all right, well, I lost my job. But, but there's clearly thousands of dollars worth of damage that we are just not worrying about. There's no line of dialogue, even from the bad guy at some point saying, hey, I helped cover that up or whatever. Mm-hmm. That sits out there. It's a small point. It doesn't matter. But I mean, this show, I, I'm fearful that I'm talking too much. I'm, I enjoy the show. So I wanted to point out that I felt that part was a little weak. HR Jerry came out just then. Well, it was. It was just like, yes. <laughs> you know, it's true. You, uh, you, you made a point you, you make that point, but they did try to cover it up with a line where they said, hey, we're not going to press charges as long as you pay us money. Pay thousands as, as, of dollars? As long as you do, as long as did you pay for pay this. Did he say pay money? They, it, I, I'm almost positive they were like, if you pay for this, we're not going to press charges. Oh. And they fired him, and then he has to start paying for it because they won't press charges. Okay, because, yeah, that was yeah, a massive, made that line. massive amount of damage. Oh, massive. yeah. So, but I'm okay. I, they tried to at least made the attempt to solve that problem, you know. And we, we I know we appreciate that. Uh, the HR manager, <laughs> HR, there you go. He also uh, gives them the opportunity to, ment- uh, to attend a mental health group. And, you know, Stephen is actually starting to think about that. And some of this is also he thinks at a certain point that this is all because he had a little bit of meat for dinner that Yeah, night. he had bad meat yeah. when, the, when, she, when she didn't show up. So Mark's trying to figure out What's going on? He goes to talk to the mime, who we kind of say could is a character named Crawley, who could be a reference to a comic book character. I think we talked briefly mm-hmm. about that. And we do see that character actually glance over when he gets hugged here. So he's actually not just a statue a Statue there. <laughs> he's really good at his job, though. He made uh, and he's got a storage locker uh, key. So they head to that storage locker. And that's where we get, you know, obviously the reflections. There's so much reflections in this world, which is great. Mm-hmm. And, and, and he's giving the conversation. It's and, the mirror universe, and he's no? okay. he's going to be getting chased by uh, before, at this so point. before that. Uh, as I was watching this episode, I noted it, and I went back. There's a QR code on the screen, and if you can't scan this QR code, it takes you to an exclusive uh, an e issue of uh, Werewolf by Werewolf. Night. Yep, uh, which is the, the first issue that Mark Knight. But uh, apparently, I, we didn't point this out. There's also a QR code in the first episode. That someone found, and it takes you to, like, I think the first issue, another first issue. I don't remember what it was, which makes me think, I need to look at episode three again and see if there's a QR code somewhere in there. But clever way of advertising. Because I saw it, I'm like, you don't put a QR code on there without without having me go look at it. And I did that, and and no one else on the internet ever saw it. It was crazy. It was the first one, Jerry. It was the first one. No. No, it wasn't. <laughs> so, yeah, he's in the storage locker. He's being chased uh, by another jackal. 
Yes, he finds the golden scarab that he had stole from the first episode, and Mark and Steven have a heart-to-heart talk. Uh, he calls Mark really handsome. It's kind of funny. I also liked that he goes to the storage locker, because he's actually gone to a bunch of different storage lockers, and he sees the guy there who's running. He's like, oh, no, I know who you are. Yeah. Well, you should know who you are. You're sleeping in the storage lockers. Is that what people do? People actually sleep in storage lockers. I don't know. Is that, or is yeah, that just actually, a, I thought about that, that too. Is that such a is that a TV uh, trope, a TV cliche? It's like when when, when uh, never mind. No, no. Gonna, that's a whole. We're not no, going to get caught gonna, in TV. I'm going to get. I'm going to go down the one. You want to know a fun fact? A little di- diversion here. I was reading this thing on Reddit, and they were talking about what what's on TV that's not real. Elevator music. This guy's like, I've worked on elevators for most my, almost my entire life. He's like, I've never heard music in an elevator. We've I've never, heard it in hotels. We've never. We, I've uh, heard it in, in Vegas. Hotels. Yeah, in Vegas. Yeah. Like you'll see it's, that. Yeah, so but he's like, there's like almost every hotel outside of the hotels. Almost every place does not have elevator music. Yeah, I, I thought I, that was I, fascinating. I don't think that's actually true. I think I think you know, Motel Sixes and, and Best Westerns don't have they it. Don't. But I think the, the big hotels. Oh hotels sure. Do. Well, actually, I was just I was just in a Hilton. And they didn't have it. You I know, think the hotel they, you know, big hit in Hilton in Chicago. Like like the hotel in the Sears Sears Tower. When we go up there for client meetings, there was music in those all the time. Hotel in the Sears Tower? No, the building. There, there was no hotel. There was elevators. Oh, oh. my God. You did it to me. You got me off. <laughs> Son of a... Well, I thought it was interesting. It's a TV trope. It's the touching of the ear when you need to use Stop. your mic piece. We're doing anything on Moon Knight. I know. Well, that's MCU Connection. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Touch oh your ear. God. That's Jerry's HR. <laughs> so, La, uh, his soon-to-be ex-wife, Leia, Layla. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Lala? Oh, well, I see the Y in the middle. <laughs> well, you can try to say her last name. Nope. El Fowley. El Fowley? Uh, she's been track- she tracked the flip phone, so she shows up there. And uh, we do find out why they're going to be getting divorced and why the separation, even though we find that a little bit later, but I'll forget about it then, so I'll tell her, talk about it right now, is the fact that Mark, Mark Spector, knows that Khonshu is looking at her to be the next Avatar, mm-hmm. as we also find out in this episode, that the previous av- Avatar was our villain in the series, Arthur Harrow. So this is really interesting. But he's trying to protect her. That's why he's trying to separate her from this, which I mm-hmm. thought was really good. And also interesting is is the character of Steven, because she doesn't believe Steven's real. She's never seen no. this. And we don't even know how long Steven's been around or whatever. But, you know, in the in the thought process that he created Steven as a way to hide, but also as a character to learn about Egyptian information, which we will find out actually comes to play in the third episode, that's one of the things that he created him for that. So he has somebody who does that. But at the same time, also, uh, some of Stephen, Stephen uh, probably got some of the love aspect towards her because they have the same interest in poetry and the same poet and other factors that have tied in so that it makes it seem like part of Mark stuff has been given over to her. And also another relationship to her talking with him about the, the comparison between the two personalities. We're just talking about two personalities at the moment is she says that Mark doesn't talk to his mom, and Stephen was taken aback by, aback by this because he says he talks to his mom every day, although he's just leaving a message, which begs the question, is it the same mom? What are we talking about? Or is there no yeah, mom because yeah. he was just created, so he has no history of his yes. past. So f- fun little side tangent about here. elevator music? I'm no, it is not. You. It is not. So uh, one of my favorite authors and Jerry's Brandon Sanderson has written a book. He wrote a book called uh, Legion, the many lives of Stephen Leeds, who's about a guy who has dissociative identity disorder and he keeps them all in his brain and he pulls out certain ones. They have speciality. So they, they know how to do certain things like cook or a language expert or a computer expert. And so he can pull these different like 
thing, and it's a really cool concept. I mean, now the now the so question so cool that we did a podcast about a, a TV series called Legion, where the character could pull different, out different yeah uh, ma- a, mutant powers. Yeah, it's, this it's is a very different, common. It's, yeah, yeah, it's cool though. I, I, I think it's cool, but it's also when you look back going. You're making a superhero power out of someone with a yeah. mental a mental illness. Like <laughs> it's interesting, right? Well, and I don't. I think it's a. I think it's. Right. You're not making fun of people. You're no. doing. It. You're taking. You're say, saying this. I don't want to. It's like I, making I, a blind person like be able to fight. Come on. Well, also, <laughs> I, I also want to say like <laughs> the percentage of people in the world who are blind versus the percentage of people who have, uh, DID, multiple personality disorder. Like, what's that percentage? Is it like no, no? There's like eight percent of the population. They go no, no. There's like point zero 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 seven percent of the population who could be diagnosed with this thing. And then you start going, well, you can't really write about anything. Yeah, if you no, start, if you can't write, it's you true. can't have fiction about anything. Mm-hmm. If everybody has something like that, you're going to offend or 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 semi offend someone. How many so people have died from spider bites? Does that mean we can't Ex- talk about spider? That is a perfect example. Yeah, I get you. I get that is you. a perfect example. That's that's the one I will now use. Mm-hmm. So we can't have Spider Man now because somebody died from a spider bite. You <laughs> insensitive monster. I always think about the uh, the Simpsons episode with the baseball where where did you get superpowers? No, I got cancer when yeah. he when he gets the radioactive <laughs> the radioactive uh, goo on him. <laughs> so again we introduce to, to Layla and and we also get more time now again with Arthur Harrow who actually takes Stephen to his base and kind of getting his information about mm-hmm. him and and seeing the world and he's giving him some soup that he made and they're hanging and, and he's talking about that but it's also it's one of the it reminded me of the last Bond film I haven't watched Actually, it yet. the last two Bond films. Okay, I've watched one of those. <laughs> uh, where anytime there's a Spectre situation, you know, people are just doing their own thing in the background. You kind of see them there, but at a certain point, something is said, yep. and they all stand up and they all look. That, yeah, they also it's Inception when they're in the brain, and all of a sudden yes, something yes, happens, yes. and then everyone, all the avatars. But the look. Spectre yeah. does that too, like hey, hey, and then they all turn. I and James love Bond. that. I ooh, love. Ooh. Yeah. we love that. That's awesome. Yeah, so that that's what happens in this situation. Everybody who's friendly around there, and then explain to me why Layla shows up. And wants to give. I mean, I don't understand her motivation in the scene where she's like, "Here's the here's the thing. Take this." Is she doing this out of ignorance? Why is she giving this up to the villain at this point? Because she does. Mm-hmm. He takes it. I think it's about self preservation. She thought that was the only way she was going to save Stephen, who really was in no danger at this point. Well, Steve, she he was in no danger. She doesn't know that Stephen's going to switch back and do all that kind of stuff. So I think it might be a self preservation. She thing. knows like, he's got like, the suit. She hey, doesn't even believe in Stephen well, at this point. She knows he has the suit, but she doesn't know he knows how to activate the suit. She doesn't even think Steven's real, though. I'm saying, I, I guess they have not explained that. Maybe there's something behind that, or, or it just. And if somebody knows at home why she, what's her motivation? I'm missing specifically why she did it. I'm not Is sure. this when they had the conversation about um, what each of the gods does? Where or is no, that later on in this I episode? Think I think that's in episode no, no, three. No, 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 not not each. I'm talking about when when Steven's like. So you murder kids. Well, that's coming up. That's, that's coming up. Okay. That's, actually, it's kind of in this part. So let's see. So this what, is a, a great. What debate. is Arthur Harrow's goal, Joel? So Arthur Harrow, Harrow uses um, oh, the God's name as Amit. Amit. A M M I T. Amit basically senses evil in you, or can see the future and say you're going to do evil things. So I'm going to take even you even in out the now. future. You can even in the future yes. versus um, versus a oh, holy smoke. Kanshu punishes you after you do a bad deed. So this is minority I, report, basically. Yes, or or um, to, to for, a more simple yes, degree, it's minority to, report. Well, yeah, or, or like Kanshu is if you hit someone while you're drunk driving, you get punished. Ahmed is if you're drunk driving, I'm going to give you a ticket before you hit someone. 
Mm-hmm. That's much right? more simple because simplistic versus, as you brought up in your mm-hmm. initial statement, how is a child evil? Yes. How are thoughts evil? Mm-hmm. Is, is, and, is, is that, where... and then this gets in the question of fate, free will. This gets into the question of, uh, you know, can people change? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Plus, it also brings uh, down like, one, his initial... one sense of evil is different is good to somebody else. Like it's really this is a really complex well, thing. That's why I like him, this. He sets up. He goes, look at this neighborhood. I've done this now. You know, you know, there was all those problems, but now you know people don't mm-hmm. have to lock their doors. Like maybe sometimes you want to lock your door not because you're evil. Maybe you just don't want somebody to walk right in because you're well. You're yeah, annoyed. but this is also but it's also dictatorship versus like well, a dictatorship his, his, goes. You're gonna follow my rules, and I'm gonna get rid of the dissidents. Look how beautiful my place is because I've gotten rid of all the problems but it's also like but sometimes those people are there to keep you in check too oh, absolutely and so this i love this bait but he brought it down to the simplest issue going you kill kids it, well exactly and that's that was the, just, boom ethan boom. hawk is initially telling it and you kind of go like yeah he's right it sounds like mm-hmm. a good idea and then it but and but as, as storytelling and i'm not saying it's a simplistic thing but it is basic where the marvel goes like why are we not rooting for that guy? Because he knows that Kanchu is kind of a, a jerk. And we see Kanchu is kind of a jerk, or at least his personality is a jerk. Sometimes you want somebody in there who may be a jerk, maybe like a total jerk, but you want him because he's going to get something done. You want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. That's a few good men, sorry. It's it's fun to make the the villain a little gray, but at the end, the gray turned black and white in a lot of respects in here. I want to point out, uh, I didn't even mention this, but Layla, the actress, May Kalamwa, Kamawaye. Stop doing that. She's, well, she's Egyptian, too, so I thought, you know, we're getting accurate casting. She's also considered one of the head directors because of that, too, so that's what they're saying. And she's Palestinian, so. And As, she's she's yeah. one of the executive producers yeah. on the show, I believe. As well. Oh, we didn't mention this. So when Steven gets taken to see Arthur, he's actually, there's two cops that come to there, or fake cops, Bobby Fitzgerald and Bill Kennedy. And the only reason I bring that up is because those two names, Bobby Fitzgerald and Bill, Billy Kennedy. Uh, Fitzgerald and Kennedy. Yes, Fitzgerald and Kennedy. They What's their connection? I can't remember. I read about that, too, but now it's gone from my head. They are... Uh, the right, I believe, writers. Hang on, I had this written down, and I don't know where I put it. They they, they did a room uh, a Moon Knight run from 2016 to 2018. Writers, artists, Easter eggs that you can only get here and 17 other yep. places online, yep. folks. <laughs> They're here for the debate about elevator music. <laughs> Jeez. They fight their way out. Does does a couple of cuts in this shot that look like we might see a, a Texas switch in a spot, or at least the camera's hidden to show some mo- motion, which was fun. Texas rodeo, is that what it's called? No. Oh, Texas switch, you're right. And you know, we see another in- invisible dog coming out of the floor, which we find out later that it's actually invisible, which I thought was clever. And we see it coming after them, but she doesn't see it, but he so, sees it. Also, yeah, he uses his staff, his cane, to do that. And his cane has that and purple glowing purple stuff. glow. Purple glowing I, magic. Never is good. it magic? Or is it part of, because they call it power, is it part of the power stone? No. That was my question. No, no, I don't, no? I don't believe that, okay. no. Because we see purple from... Well, WandaVision has purple with Agatha and... Yeah, exactly. Uh, that, that totally, that's magic. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't know, but we also see purple with the power stone. Or, or power, yeah, power stone, there's stones in the MCU. <laughs> so we we get the title of the episode, you know, the... Summon the suit. Summon the suit, and she wants him to summon the suit. And we're finally excited when he finally, you know, after all the pressure and the giant dog chasing after him and instead of turning into the traditional moon knight outfit he turns into a character from the comic books basically called mr knight mr knight is in the comic books another personality that 
is more like a consultant who works with the police, is like a detective, something that's been relatively new, created in the 20 teens, I want to say 2015, 2014, but I'm not sure, and I can't, uh, I don't know if that was actually Warren Ellis. Uh, I may, but they created the character, and he's, again, a detective one, which was great. You know, like, if you're going to have a different personalities in this character of the hero, why not have different hero personalities, too? Something that had never been done before, and I thought that was wonderful. But when he shows up, he in, in this series, though, they've simplified it, like we talked about at the beginning, where instead of being another personality, it's what Steven would see when he makes a suit. I can see them in a writing room, somebody talking about this, and, go, and he says some in the suit, but then we can bring a Mr. Knight character here, and you know somebody goes, oh, that's a great idea. That way we can do it, but still stay within the structure of the story we want to mm-hmm. do and not have to make yet another character. And so he shows up. He's got the sticks that he uses to fight. He doesn't kind of know what he's doing with fighting, but he does try a little bit, and you can see him, and later, I'm sure later episodes, he's going to use more and more because they don't want that character to just be a buffoon because the character is really a cool-looking character Mm -hmm. in the books as well. So I like the introduction of that. I thought that worked really well. They fall out of the building. So I'm a, it was, I, I agree with 100% with everything you're saying. Because he looks great. I like that she's like, summon the suit. And so he thinks about a suit, and he, yeah. like a regular suit. This character, though, as cool as it is, it, it's very much like a – it feels like Deadpool in a lot of ways. Like goofy, you know, not knowing what you're doing. Because but also, also, also you know what you're doing. Yeah, and the white eyes, too. That's yeah, that, probably more and it looked, but it. looks it looks damn cool, though. And I'm, I'm for it. I'm all in. Let's keep going with these characters. It makes sense. Good so they stuff. fall to the ground, have a fight, mm-hmm. take out the dog, and that brings us to the end of the yeah, episode. Yeah, this is where much, they right? this well almost. So this he they take the hound and they he impales him on the yeah, spire. Um, and th- the other Moon Knight comes in, I believe. Right, he grows out his cape. Doesn't is that, is that the scene? He does switch to the yeah. Other he switches that. We see a change and all that. I like that. And then we get to because he needs the Moon Knight to come back, and he didn't want to give up control. And now that he's given up control, Mark Mark. Does not want to give Stephen back control, so now Stephen's caught in there. And there's a little that bit. That was great. This he's is like, little, let me back. He's like, no, yeah. I can't he's like, do it. this but is. He does say, he does say, hey, listen, when this is all done and I've I've taken care of all the evil and everything, then I'll go. I'll be gone forever, mm-hmm. and you can be in charge. And I bet Mark actually believes that because I think Mark goes, hey, listen, I'm gonna take care of all this. I'm gonna save Layla because I'm gonna keep her out of this, and then I won't be worrying about her because I'm just gonna go fade to nothing, and I'm gonna be the one in the reflection or less and then you can go ahead and live your life and then hopefully Kanchu will leave and everything so he's I think he's genuine here mm-hmm. I do too but I think it's even I also think Steven's genuine where he's like this place is terrible I hated it like it's like and like at that moment you're like oh that's awful this like whatever's going on in there that, that sounds scary but this, is, this brings back a point going back decades with comic book characters mm-hmm. so when Thor first came in the comic books he was actually in the body of Doc, Dr. Uh, Donald Blake, and he had a cane. He'd strike the cane down and turn to the hammer. And now in that situation, Blake and him were the same, but they had different personalities. They would go to different realms. Like, where do they go? And this happened also with the character of Captain Marvel or Marvel, when Rick Jones and him would switch, when they'd move these bands together on his arms, you'd shake it, and they would, one would go, sometimes I think sometimes they'd go to the negative zone, sometimes they'd go to a void. It depended. And this is a trope that's happened probably at least probably the seven or eight other characters where somebody disappears. The Hulk, I'm sure, does the same thing. Like, well, they go to, in, in, in that situation, and... they they always use the argument banner goes to a spot in his mind where he's trapped and mm-hmm. he's just watching and that's, it that's what this is that's what this yes. is he's so that, trapped yeah, and it watching wonderful. it's wonderful and I, but I just like the way he, it was haunting I love that isn't even Legion probably like when somebody else is in charge he's you know watching mm-hmm. it or but up to this point though having said that this is the first time Steven's been in there but clearly Steven has been gone while Mark's been happening so in up to this point we've only seen Steven wake up so in, in up to this point he's just 
he fell, mm-hmm. fell asleep. No interesting concept. And he comes yeah. back. So cool. now he's so aware of everything mm-hmm. that when Mark's in charge, Stephen's like, he's I'm conscious. still aware. His conscience yeah. is going on. That interesting. is brand new. Yeah, it's I like brand that. But I believe that brings us to the yeah. That brings us to Mark. Yeah, Mark stamp, stomps on the mirrors. He's looking at more mirrors because yeah. this is all about mirrors. And again, that's awesome. And, and then, then we yeah. head. We we basically he's like, we're gonna go to this, and we head into Europe. I'm sorry, <laughs> Europe. <laughs> he go we from go Europe. E- we go to, to Egypt, Egypt, specifically Cairo. And what's interesting here, and I've read about this with the director, the head director, talking about how he wanted to show Cairo, but the real Cairo. When you see. Egypt and specifically the pyramids in, it any, like in even if it's present day, it looks like it's in a desert because the camera always shows the one side. Unless it's a less historical drama, it's always shooting it this way. But if the camera would move even twenty degrees left or right, you would see that it's at the edge of a city. The same way the Alamo, city. the Alamo is one section next to an Arby's. In reality, mm-hmm. the, it, it's like that. So they, it's and, a and, huge city. And yes. what was funny was watching it. My, you know, my wife goes, "I don't think that's right. I think I don't think they're that, that close to the pyramids." And I'm like, I go, oh my god, it it really. And the only reason I knew that is I've actually happened to read, yep. seen some pictures, and I did You've I seen the pictures. Yeah. Did I know this 20 years ago? No, I, I through the internet. I you know I think I even went to a situation where I went on Google Maps and or Google Earth and looked. And I'm like, oh my god, look how close it is to everything. It's like like within. I mean, up to a certain point, most people probably think, well, you get on a bus and you head way out to the desert and then you find the pyramids. Yeah. It's like no, no, you head to a bus. And you ride about two blocks. Well, you have to you have to understand that the Nile is right there, and cities sprung uh, that city sprung up around it, and now it's a modern city, and it's huge. Like, I, actually, I'm. Yeah. Well, this is the same scenario. Syria. If, what's the population of Cairo, Egypt? Ten million. Uh, ten million people. So it's a huge city. Like that's ginormous. By the way, your your Siri voice sounds just like you. I don't know why you did that. That was weird. I know it's weird. Uh, well, it's the same question. Where I've been to Rome. And Rome is this giant city that is like one, it should be just one huge museum, but it's a city that people have lived in for mm-hmm. thousands of years. So they've grown up around it. In fact, I always thought that was really funny. I don't know who said it, but somebody goes, the worst part about, uh, the thing, the worst thing about Rome is it's, and I don't agree with this at all. This is not my opinion. Because the worst thing with Rome is it's filled with modern day Italians because they want it to be. A, I, I don't, again, I don't promote that at all. I know that was said as like a joke, but it's like, it's, it's the idea about people wanting it to be a museum. But it's like it's a museum that people live in, and mm-hmm. so it's it will never be a museum. In fact, in Rome, they have buildings that are 200, 300 years old, and they're trying to dig away at the base of it because beneath it are are ruins that are one thousand years old. Yeah. But you can't knock down a three hundred year old building because over here in a three over here in America, a three hundred year old building is the oldest building in America. <laughs> it's so old. You know, so so it's you know, and that and then Cairo is the same way. It's this modern city. But how did we get to Egypt? And the question I've asked that about is because there's a lot of questions about who that is. It doesn't necessarily look and maybe this is people are jumping forward, but there is another personality Mark and Stephen have a third personality that is really prevalent in the comic books. We talked about the character of Jake Lockley, who sometimes usually shows up as like a cab driver. Back when cab drivers were a thing before, he in present day, he'd be an Uber driver or a Lyft driver. And he's a little more rough and tumble kind of a character also. And so there's speculation that maybe he is the one that brought them there. And I believe in episode three, we're going to get another hint of dialogue that makes us think about that a little bit too. So that's out there. But I, we don't know. It could have been anything. You know what's interesting? I just I just peeked on this in the internet and someone wrote a review and it just sparked me. This is like Mr. Robot. 
Yeah. Yeah. Right. No, absolutely. That's, absolutely. That's a I read perfect. About that. I read that. That's a perfect example of a multiple personality kind of show, and that's what this. I love it. Uh, great. Give it. I love Mr. Robot. Give me this kind of stuff. This is great. Legion. Yeah. Yeah. If you if you had multiple personalities and like it was done in a fictional setting where they everybody did it and they were terrible people who were monsters or really stupid or really playing on that'd be one I could see that but when it's done in a fictional setting here done that a way that's just done for story I'm sure there's somebody out there of that 1.005 percent of the population to go you can't do that but it's like no this is you're 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 making taking, them a superhero it's an idol you should think it's a role model it's fine yeah so I. We're going to wrap this up because we want to get to the third episode, which will be right behind this in the feeds. Joel, did conversation with this change opinion? Yeah, no, or? no. Is, is, this is still in a very entertaining show. I like the idea that this is it's kind of a one-and-done series, maybe even for Oscar Isaacs. I don't know. We, do we talk about how he only signed up for I mentioned season? that, but again, yeah. that could be it, baloney, it, it too. It could be baloney, too. I don't, I, this won't be a one-and-done. He's not going to die at the end. Moon Knight as a character will show. I, I go on record here. He, he, he will could, show up someplace else. He could because, be in that suit the whole time and not even have Oscar exactly. Isaac. They, they're not going to. Oh, that was the end of that character. It's That's not going to happen. Uh, I love this. I'm looking forward to more. So much so that I've clearly already seen the next episode. And we will talk about that in another podcast, which will probably just be a day or two behind this one. So that's for you guys out there. And like I said, we, as Joel said at the front of this, we have a new addition to our family. So our life is a little more chaotic. So that's why we have these episodes coming out in a different. He's going to be joining uh, us on the podcast. Will he? Because we're going to be recording at my house and you'll probably hear him in the background oh, crying. That'll, that'll be great. <laughs> All right. So I guess he I, did. He did watch episode three of Moon Knight with us. So he was totally transfixed by it. that. And he watched uh, the new Star Wars, uh, the new Spider-Man movie, Spider-Man No Way Home. He loved that. He was all about it. Speaking of movies, we obviously, I believe, we're just a couple weeks away from Doctor Strange. Yep, I got tickets. my tickets. Right. Thursday Thursday right. at like 3 p.m. <laughs> we're doing the first showing. Oh, my God. I got to do tickets, don't I? Like you that. do. All right. You know, I, you I, know I, I juggle schedules. You don't want to talk I, about it. All right. That, I'm, we're going to talk about that after the podcast. Let's get this one off here. We're done. All right. So, because otherwise we'll people, talk forever. People come to this podcast. They don't want to hear about not, do they? I think they do. Uh, or do they? I mean, if they come to the podcast. This. Oh, I had the worst, uh, <laughs> worst gas the other day. <laughs> what? Pe- of course, they don't want to hear about that. People want to hear about it. <laughs> so, but we'll do that podcast. I don't think I'm not planning to do a podcast about Fantastic Piece Three still hiding in the neighborhood or whatever it's called. So we don't have to. I loved it. I am not sure if I'm going to. Well, we'll, we'll see if I see it. it. We can talk about. I think that. I talked about it last podcast. How much I love it. It's awesome. That's not talking. About it's it. deep. That's just like there's statement. a lot to talk about in it because it's epically deep. All right. Well, no one online wants to hear us talk about it. You need to get at least two people responding saying, "I'd like to hear about that." And your wife. Doesn't I'd like to get two people to respond and they want to hear more about Moon Knight. <laughs> about anything. <laughs> about anything we do. Can we hear a little bit more about Jerry's gas? <laughs> Boy, I'm, can we? Uh, I'm, I'm not raising my hand for that. <laughs> awesome. All right, guys. Until the next one, I'm Jerry. I'm Joel. We'll talk to you next time. <laughs>